Welcome to Get Up in the Cool Old Time Music with Cameron DeWitt and Friends. This week's friends are Greg and Jerry Canote with special guest Larry Edelman. We recorded this a couple weeks ago at the Northwest Portland Hostel in Portland, Oregon. Real quick before we get started, my bandmate, Morgan Harris, from Tall Poppy String Band and many Get Up in the Cool appearances, has nine days to go on a Kickstarter for her new solo album. I've heard a lot of this material over the last year on tour between shows, and I can tell you, it's so good, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Go pre-order a copy now. I put a link in the show notes for this episode. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with this week's guests. But first, here's my interview and jam with the Canotes and Larry Edelman. Enjoy. Okay, let's try it. Back to get a yeah. Call. Hey, nice to be back. Yeah, yeah. we're repeat uh, customers. Yeah, <laughs> welcome anytime. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wanted y'all back on just anyway, but the occasion is that you have a film. Yeah, it's a documentary. It documentary. was uh, made by our good friend of longtime friend, yeah. uh, Larry Edelman, and. Uh, he did a little filming of us playing tunes, and and then uh, he thought, oh, maybe I'll expand on that. <laughs> and it, he said, I was just going to make you a little birthday present, and then I just started finding stuff. So it turned into a full-fledged, full-length documentary. 
<laughs> um, the main fun thing for us is to see all the photos of us when we were young and beautiful and skinny and had hair. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that anytime. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's nice to see it up on the big screen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was watching with my partner um, because y'all were kind enough to send me a screening. Yeah. Um, because uh, it, the, the showing for the Portland Old Time Music gathering sold out before I could do my internet errands and yeah, <laughs> yeah, reserve yeah, a yeah. spot for it. Uh, and uh, yeah, like especially the first, you know, like quarter to a third of the of the film is kid pictures. And yeah, every yeah, time yeah. one came up uh, my partner and I went, Oh <laughs> look at these sweet boys <laughs> with your yeah, little we cowboy were, hats. Yeah, and we were got little cowboy costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. It, I'm so glad you know my, my sister uh, and our sister and brother had had all that stuff and uh, you know they sent it all to Larry and he, you know, scanned it, got it in there. It, it was really, you know, the interesting combination of uh, uh, archival material, both audio and visual, uh, as, you know, concert footage and and then interviews and putting that all together, you know. And it was interesting how you start putting stuff together, uh, and Larry can talk about this, you know, at length about the uh, editing process and how... Uh, you you'll find out what the story is as you put it together, yeah. and then you go, oh, that's oh, the that's story. the story. And <laughs> I should go in that direction. You had, know? had you ever narrated your lives before? <laughs> Not really. We might have told the story. I I remember being at some camps where people wanted to know our origin story. You know, yeah. And yeah. You start playing and and stuff, and we told it, but uh, to get in it to it this deep, we've never. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah, it must be yeah. like maybe a bit, a bit vulnerable to have s someone else yeah. like edit that together. But and, actually, yeah. actually, yeah, and but he he was really good about giving us, uh, uh, you know, control over sure. the final content. Yeah. But but uh, he would send us little clips yeah. all the time, and we'd yeah. go, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Said yeah. Fake? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting process, yeah. and it was a process. And he was really good about including us. The, you know? the other good thing it was during the pandemic, so we did we had lots of time. It took sure, four, and took that, four years. Yeah. In, yeah, in a way, you know, that kind of changed things because he had a. He had a schedule of interview stuff he was going to do. He was going to try and get our mom. And, and he couldn't do it. And yeah. could, we couldn't do it because of the, you know, she was kind of, she, she lives in California and she, you, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't get in to see her, you know, yeah. where she yeah. was. Yeah. So we just had to kind of regroup and, you know, use what we had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something that I, uh, I really appreciated about the film, the beginning of it, is all of these people speaking in these sort of like hushed, reverent <laughs> tones about you too, uh, over the top of you taking a um, like Greg a, a, taking a, a very flatulent uh, yes. sort of uh, mouth jug band solo, yeah, yes. with a lot of gesticulating, yes. while people are like, "These men are so important <laughs> to our community," and you're like. <laughs> 
I love that. I love that contrast. Oh and at first, God. I wasn't, you know, really crazy about it. But as it, as you know, like <laughs> this is good. When my, when I showed it to when we showed it to my uh, my brother and sister, uh, besides Jerry, there's Randy and Karen. Uh, Rand, when it, when it started on the me doing, yeah, yeah, uh, Randy goes, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> and it said perfect. You yeah. know what I love about that? It right from the get go, it should, we are who we are. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. These are these guys, and uh, and this like is what they do. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I probably told you about this. Maybe even the last time you were on the show, but um, I was talking to the guitarist in my band, Morgan Harris. Right. right. Yeah. And she, and she <laughs> she she was saying, oh yeah, I kept hearing about the Canotes. I live in Colorado. Just moved to Colorado. They're big there because of Chroma. Yeah. And so I finally decided to look them up uh, because everyone. She had this idea of you two as these like patriarchs you know all time you, you know like like revered you know yeah yeah and then she's like and then i i found i clicked on the first video i saw and it was them singing the song called i want to be a dog <laughs> where you're like panting and barking yeah, yeah. you know and uh quickly dispels any yeah and and that's in the film as well but it's like you you're made to feel silly and loosened up but then the end of that song is you singing, Jerry, I don't know, being a human is a little too complicated. Yeah. I don't remember the specific words, but it's yeah. like, I, I need an escape. This silliness is actually very spiritually important to yeah. me. Being a dog is aspirational <laughs> and is like actually very serious. I believe it when Jerry says it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to but, be a dog. <laughs> yeah, in the words, it's being human these days is getting too crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I have to say that I really do appreciate dog energy and that unequivocal love that yeah. dogs have. I, one time I was with my wife, Julie, and I was getting out of the car and she dropped me off and I looked at her and I, and I just wanted to lick her face. <laughs> yes and, and, and so you got it and yeah. so and I, I realized because I, I loved her so yeah. much I just <laughs> anyway I just want to lick your face <laughs> so, I, I think the, the the film realizes that and, and states that very early on in a in a showing and not telling right way. right that like yeah. the, there is something beyond the silliness and there is there is a very serious agenda to your silliness. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's you really know, powerful. It's funny because we are not the greatest self-horn tutors, you know. We, That's we, why I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, Larry's there. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and so given the opportunity to, to show that side of ourselves was, was really kind of a... You know, we thought, what? after we got into it, we realized, oh, this is a good thing. The yeah. the other aspect that I appreciate is, you know, there's that song, Give Me the Roses While I Live, you know. So we're not young anymore, yeah. and we probably don't have too long to, to live, but it's great to have um, the movie out and have peop all these great friends say nice things about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it took a, it, we had to kind of get used to that. You know, he, he would send us a little clip and of people saying nice things, and I'd go, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it, uh, it, it comes from the heart, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, 
so I don't necessarily know if the tunes that we're playing today connect to the film. And this is the jam show, you know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like, what's the first tune that we played? That is a tune from Hoyt Ming, uh, and it's called the Bonnie Blue Flag, and it bears no resemblance to the actual, you know, Mississippi, uh, you know, Civil War era. It's. I mean it. It's it is a bit of a propaganda song, yeah. I think, yeah. originally. Yeah. yeah. But so much has happened to it in this... And that's it has the been beauty. to something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is, that's the beauty of uh, Hoyt Ming, because he would just take these tunes and just play them exactly the way, he, just the way he played them. Yeah. And I, I remember actually being in, in uh, Georgia and being at a jam, and yeah. somebody suggested uh, Bunny Roo Flag, and I... And I started playing that. I said, what, I said, what is that? You know? <laughs> I said, okay. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to thank uh, Maya and Melissa, because Melissa, I could never figure out the chords to this. And Melissa, uh, if you've, you've had Maya and yeah. Melissa yeah. On, the sh- on the show. And, Lovely music. Um, yeah. We loved them so much. And they, they were in our class, and they were star pupils. And then one day we realized they were, uh, what were they? <laughs> They were esteemed colleagues. Yeah, they, were, they have gotten so good. And uh, <laughs> and if I can't figure out the curse to a song, I just I just call up Melissa and say, "How does this go?" <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have that outsourcing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. She has different ears than me, so it's great. Well, at the risk of like waxing too philosophical about yeah. y'all, yeah, <laughs> too yeah, too can, much. We so can do that. Brace yourself, uh, uh, but. Um, there's this uh, anarchist speaker and thinker, David Graeber. Have you ever heard of him? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, he talks about um, when people interview him, they're always trying to kind of like, kind of do these gotcha questions and get him into like a, a corner. And it's like, so you reject all authority, right? Yeah. you're an anarchist. You know? And then he says, no, there are certain kinds of authority that I really appreciate and I think are really necessary. Number one, self-subverting authority, like the authority of a teacher. If you're doing teaching right, you are taking away your own authority by giving it to someone else, yes. and then they become they go from student to colleague. I, as a teacher, I see that all the time. And yeah, I think that's too. so beautiful uh, that like uh, you two have. How long has your string band class been going? Since the early eighties. Forty forty years yeah. more more than forty years. Yeah. Except it's not going right now, but it well sure. it might possibly. But you, you basically taught the whole like West yeah, Coast between yeah. that and fiddle tunes and your other places where yeah. you teach, yeah. you know, yeah. and like uh, it, it's anti gatekeeping, you know, like the cost of admission is, you know, like uh, minimal, like when compared to the amount of like authority and power that you are giving away. Absolutely. Yeah. What should we play next? Uh, good question. Here. Um, something in G, probably. Uh, Alabama Walk Around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. yeah. This is a great connection. <laughs> when did you write this, Greg? Oh, let me see. Probably about four or five years ago. And we were in Alabama. We were in Birmingham, and some friends took us out for barbecue breakfast. And we and, walked around. And we walked around <laughs> and we saw all kinds of interesting things and it was it was uh, it was a really nice day. And you know, we went into some antique malls and 
I found some old uh, bluegrass recordings, and it was really a fun day. It's just and like a barbecue a breakfast. I've never felt more northern than... What do you mean, barbecue breakfast? Well, that sounds it, great! I, I'm kind of exaggerating okay. a little bit. I mean, they have a lot of barbecue places, yeah. and, uh, and, and it was pretty close to breakfast. Yeah. So, so I called it barbecue yeah. breakfast. But, but anyway, and, and another the, tune name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Can't wait. Oh, oh okay. okay. I'm, I'm working on that today. Yeah. Uh, okay. so great we were just talking about how it was perhaps uh a bit vulnerable in a in, but in a good way and how um hospitable you were as the storyteller you know but to have their story narrated by someone else and how that came together in the editing process i'd love to hear more about that like mm -hmm. what became 
the narrative as you were compiling all of these things that you weren't originally planning on making a documentary and then you accidentally started making one <laughs> is what I'm to understand happened. When I started out making a movie about these guys, I, I, I didn't have a storyboard or a script. I kind of took the approach that I'm going to collect things related to these guys. And I, I, my analogy is <laughs> like a potter that I would collect old footage of these guys, I would collect stories they told me, I would collect anecdotes from other people, and I'd put them all on a potter's wheel and make something out of it. So it wasn't like I had a story with a beginning and a middle and an end. It was, I had, the vision was, it was a story about happy. It was a story about yeah. being happy, a story about joy and, and great music, and that's all I knew. Yeah. And that's what I, how I, I guess I'd use the word sell, sold it to these guys because they were a little <laughs> reluctant at first. You know, it took a couple of phone calls, but you know, I've known these guys. Okay, I've, I've you can make the movie. You can make a I've known it's these guys like, for. Don't make me sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've known them for more than forty years, and we've yeah. had a lot of experiences together. And and I had just finished the project, the movie called Dance All Night, the Highwood String Band story. Oh, very good, yeah. And I was, I wanted another project, and... And, and, and you got one. And I got one. <laughs> but, but I didn't have, you know, it wasn't like throwing a dart, a dart at a dartboard where I knew the target. I just wanted to start by yeah. collecting stuff and and see what happens, is kind of how, how it happened. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, I flew to Seattle and Port Townsend, and we spent five days together, and I... I was a one-man shop, and I was the filmer and the interviewer, and I did sound and lighting, and and just did the whole thing, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that laid the foundation. Yeah, and then realized there's a movie here. There's like a feature-length documentary, and so proceeded from there. But it was really about happy. It was about these guys. I've noticed a long time ago. I just felt happier when I'm near these guys. And then as the decades went by, I realized that a lot of people shared that experience. <laughs> I don't know how you feel, Cameron. But yeah, you look pretty happy right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, it's not that I'm committed to being a cynic or a grump. Uh, it's, it's more that, like, it, it can be a little scary sometimes to let yourself be happy or to feel good about something, you know, because... Yeah. Uh, sometimes then it'll get taken away from you. And so I maybe sometimes need to be convinced yeah, to yeah, be yeah. happy. And I want to surround myself with people who seem to either have it come easier to, to them or who have actively cultivated a, a praxis of happiness, <laughs> you know? And uh, I... I imagine that's kind of a combination of the two for you too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, we, yeah. I mean, especially in the course of the movie, kind of seeing what other people say about us, and it, there's a, a lot of introspection. Kind of go, oh, yeah, they're right. You know, <laughs> I, I, I am happy. Yeah. You know, wow. You know, it, it was. I had to rec. We had to recognize that some of that. And yeah. and the arc of most documentaries is kind of an. ABC format. Yeah. The A is there's a quest of some kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and then and then there's some kind of barrier or problem or challenge. Right. Speed yeah. bump. And <laughs> then there's resolution. Yeah. And 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 
and I couldn't find that structure here. You know, I, I, I'd even say to those guys, I'd say, seriously, tell me something dark about yourself. You know? And we'd go, I can't find well, they, that. they would tell me something and it would be so... Yeah. Cool. But so so then I would say sometimes well, I don't use my turn signal. Or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah, and and then I'd say, well, could one of you get in a car accident or something? You know, could something happen that you have to somehow? We got a car accident in yeah. there. Well, the rest yeah. but, the, but and I had to milk it for all it's worth because yeah. that is one of the few moments of tension in the movie. You yeah. know, and 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 so I did. I had to milk just two things that happen in the, in the film for what it was worth as some kind of story arc but it really was about happy and one of the most satisfying things is being in a theater in a room full of people when they laugh yeah. and 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 I say that's what we wanted them to do here we went yeah. laugh and get sentimental a little bit but yeah, so, yeah. So and and many of the showings have been in places where all the people that came there pretty much knew us or were our friends or had interacted with us during our lifetimes. Yeah, I actually wanted to have the experience of being in a theater where people didn't know us <laughs> and see what that was like. Yeah. And it hasn't happened yet. So, so where, where we thought it would happen would be at film festivals. Sure, Because sure. we're doing those and we did one film festival. And everyone who showed up came from the same from yeah. the yeah. 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 And yeah. the same thing happened. We did Ojai Film Festival in California, and it was all old time musicians from Santa Barbara and L.A. came up. You may have shot shot yourself in the foot for that particular aspiration because you, you kind of get around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you yeah. need a lot of people. You That's know, the thing. Yeah. We yeah. did a showing recently. Greg couldn't make it, but it was in D.C. and and. There was a lot of old friends there too, but there was a lot of new people there too. I think. To you more than me, because oh. I used to live there, okay. and so <laughs> to me it was like homecoming. You know, it was it was, but yeah. it was great. There's and and I've been getting emails from all those folks that coming to see the movie is like bringing the community together. Mm. You know, in a in a town where the, all the old time folks who don't necessarily see each other here or there it's all, our all get together. It's our legacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah. this uh, one of the like kind of darker moments in the movie, of which there are very few. They don't last for very long. Um, is you you talk a little bit about getting uh, married for a short amount of time and yeah. then getting divorced, yeah, divorced. Right. Yeah. and um, and I, I don't want to like just recite the movie back to you necessarily yeah. but um the divorce brings you two back close together yeah, after yeah, a yeah. period of like maybe painful differentiation and uh and <laughs> the it, it's so sweet to hear you two talk about like basically the subtext is who dodged a bullet? That could have been a second act of a documentary. <laughs> it's took a turn, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could have been uh, more than a segment. I'm so glad it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, <laughs> and you know what was key in that scene when they talked about that is we interv I interviewed Steffi, who was Greg's girlfriend at the time, and she had. The insights from another, you know, not from these guys just dyadically talking about their relationship, but someone else 
experiencing them, living with yeah. them, and yeah. and she was beautiful, and she nailed it the way she oh, described yeah. what happened in the energy from not spending much time together for two years to then being free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I thought she had some great insights, and she's a you know experienced counselor, and so she she was coming from a place of kind of knowing how things work. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like um, I've had twins in my life separate or or have a falling out or but like the thing that often happens is you know you can't they can't marry y'all can't marry each other you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, marry yeah. other people we're but, already married yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh i think you know there's a lot of talk about what it's like to be a twin uh right. it's like to be twins in the film and you know something that i think is is interesting about must be interesting about that experience is that like the structuring of like power and community, like when it, you don't get much more intimate than this kind of relationship. And especially yeah. if it's one that you want to like, you know, uh, it, it w I would imagine that it would be difficult to compete with and maybe be intimidating. There's this other really powerful person in your life, but the really lovely thing about the film is talking about all of the other people that get energy from your connection and that you don't keep that connection to yourself. You spread it around. Yes. Absolutely. And I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah. I, I love that that became a, a major part of the movie. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I love the, the Sandy Bradley section especially <laughs> maybe we should play another tune and then yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about that for a bit because that was a part of your story that i didn't know about at all wasn't around for that part yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah so and larry found some wonderful footage of that too this this those days <laughs> well are we still in uh are we still in g or should we go to the d uh when i when i or said everything but a i i don't mean i don't play in a i love no. playing in a what i meant is like i typically just will stay in this tuning yeah uh for well, any key. Let's do another G tune, probably. Another G tune? Okay. Yeah, and then we can go to C. So that uh, uh, Ernie Carpenter tune, uh, George Hammond's tune? Yeah. Yeah, this is such a neat form. Okay.
I don't think that's ever been done on the show before. Oh, <laughs> yeah. really? I don't. I don't think it has. Yeah, that kind of surprises me. It's possible. I mean, yeah. yeah. There's just there's too many tunes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. very comforting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's, a good, it's, a, it's a good thing. There's novelty yeah. left. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's oh. still new tunes out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And tunes that haven't been discovered yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah explain the the Sandy Bradley story without giving away too much of the movie but you know so we can give context I'll, I'll give a, the beginning yeah, context yeah, yeah. so um, it, I, I play music but I also am a, a square dance caller and and met Sandy Bradley when we were both touring around the northeast and then in West Virginia and, and we, we, we hit it off became friends and she calls me up one day 1981 or 82 and said I want to come to Pittsburgh where I was living and call a dance and I'm bringing these two crazy guys and you're going to love them. And she did. And and she brought these guys and <clears throat> I picked them up at the airport and they were carrying their underwear and their instrument cases. Uh, they we were had traveling stuff right. Mike <laughs> oh, I've done that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, know, I know that game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's when... You know, we 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 first met and became friends, and then and then we we worked together a bunch and did I did dances with the two of them. Sandy decided she didn't want to call much anymore, and so they she had a tour lined up with these guys and didn't want to call. So I went yeah, came and, along. and called from Seattle way down to California, mm. and that's when we really got to know each other. And that's when we uh, we got that um, garlicky salsa. Tell that story. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about the girl that you saw. I don't know if that made it into it, the film. Killer yeah. guacamole. Killer guacamole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it, it was. We stopped in Humboldt County. Yeah. And and we stayed with someone who was demonstrating how her husband made this wonderful recipe for this all garlic guacamole. Like it was no avocado. All garlic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it sounds bracing. And, yeah. and when we left, we were headed for Mendocino maybe or yeah. somewhere in California and they gave us this big Tupperware bowl the size of a of barrel. Yeah. And we ate it the entire okay. way. I had to roll the windows down. Well, we did, we, it was raining and we couldn't. <laughs> and, and we got there and and we opened up the doors and like these clouds of garlic <laughs> and no one would go anywhere near us. <laughs> but anyway, that was how I, you know, kind of met these guys and got together. And then, you know, they could talk a little bit about how Life on the Road changed to the radio show. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's where the... Uh... The what? How how does it the, the movie? The very accident. serious car accident comes comes in. That's we're traveling the same. So we after that accident happened and we were fine. We went back to Seattle and Sandy goes, we got to figure out a way to make music while we're and not tour. Yeah, and it's the conundrum that all musicians have, you know. So um, yeah, yeah, all touring musicians face. And Sandy goes into the into the movie. She tells a story and how um, KOW, our local station, kept calling her and said, "Hey, do a radio show, do a radio show." And she decided finally she relented and said, "Okay, we'll do it." And uh, 
we just kind of made it up. And it was kind of like the Prairie Home Companion Show. A variety show, variety comedy, show. music. Comedy, music, yeah. uh, special guests, local musicians, yeah. touring musicians. And uh, boy, it was the most fun. And we did it for like 13 years. And it was 35 shows a year. And um, we had to come up with new material every week. And yeah. this was kind of And see, this expanded our horizons. It did. We were doing our... Uh, novelty, old time country kind of stuff. And then we had to keep finding more stuff and getting into old jazz. And, but and, uh, a couple things that happened, uh, we had to, so we would find sheet music and we had a friend. Uh, David Mahler. David Mahler. And he was a really good sight reader on the piano. So we'd just bring him the sheet music. He would play through, we would record it. And then we would learn the tunes. Yeah. And that was really good, helpful. <laughs> and then there was a local guy on uh, KBCS in uh, Bellevue that was a 78 record collector. And he did a show every week, and I would record that show off the radio and learn these tunes from the late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. So that was another source wow. for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just the pressure... Of having to like, how how long was the program? It was an hour. An hour, yeah, yeah. Of like filling an hour long program. Well, of, we yeah. had to do an uh, an intro song, maybe two songs at the top, maybe one at the bottom of the hour, and then one at the end of the show. So it's like it was like church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very church like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and because we saw everybody we knew every every week. Yeah, yeah, and they all came, and and we all shook hands with them. And, you know, it was like church. <laughs> yeah, gossiped about each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very church-like. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, anyway, I love that. I mean, it sounds like a very um, positive version. It, of, it, yeah, and, and it was a super community builder. Yeah. You know, just people would come. We and we had like a, a whole bevy of volunteers that make the show work. My wife Julie did food. I mean, it was so. Fun. It, it was electric. I I had played on the show maybe three times and it was it was when that on-air light went on <laughs> there was just this electricity everyone you know everyone watching everyone on stage and it, it was amazing and I had been spending a lot of time in Seattle around that time and it was amazing just everyone was there and yeah. when we uh, we started out in a pub in Murphy's pub and then and that would hold like a hundred people but when we moved to the Mohai uh, museum, it was a 400 seat auditorium, and so that kind of upped the game. Yeah, yeah. And then we got on. Uh, we got a grant to do put this the signal on the NPR satellite, and we were able mm. to go all over the country, which mm. was kind of cool. So, yeah, yeah. I, it's in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> for more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I wanted to like mention that. Well, first ask, what is the time period? When did the... It was Sandy Bradley's Potluck? Is yeah. that the name of the show? Yeah. How long did that go and when was it? So it, it started in 82, 83. And it was in the pub until 90. Yeah. And then it went to 96 in Mohai. Uh, Nothing movie. to sneeze at. That's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah, we have a show going. And it put us through our paces and it really... Yeah. You know, as a musician, you probably know this... To have that kick in the butt of, uh -huh. of every week having to come up with something, yeah. that makes you do the work, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think it's worth mentioning that like we're we're talking about the way that we were earlier before you came. We we're talking about um, you know that y'all give your energy to other people. You don't just like you're not these. Old time music, you know, or trad music patriarchs that like people have to hold court with. You just give, oh, you, you're just giving, oh, yeah. giving, giving. <laughs> yeah. And and I think that it's really lovely that uh, I would imagine at the time for a woman to host a radio show and like a an event like that and to be the the name on on the sign, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. to have the name and the title, you yeah, know, and yeah. the the host and to have. Um, to men be we're here to support we we, we always said we're the sidekicks yeah yeah i think that's like uh <laughs> you know it it sh- that should be normative you know yeah that should be taken for granted you know i hate that i even have to like mention it yeah, as yeah. like a thing that's noteworthy but i think it is and it's maybe especially like back then yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's like... Way really... back in the dark ages of the... And Sandy's influence went well beyond that. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sandy inspired countless women to start calling square dances. Where back, then, where, where back then, there were very few women square dance callers calling traditional square dancing. And even in the modern Western square dance world, the women were teaching round dancing, but they weren't the square dance callers. And Sandy changed all that with her incessant calling yeah. as traveling first and then some recordings. Yeah. And she, she, she blazed that trail for so many young women back then. Yeah. She really did. I remember that happening. It's really lovely. I, I, Especially because, like, the role of a square dance caller is, like, you have to be loud and tell people what to do. And they better listen to you or they're going to mess it up. And, you and know? she kind of got to this point where she hated doing that. Wow. She didn't want to be the person up there yelling. She said, I don't want to be yelling at people. Sure, sure. And, uh, but then she pivoted to this yeah. other role where she's, you yeah, know, where she was out in front. Yeah, yeah. Calling the shots. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I want to meet her someday. Um, yeah. yeah, of her on the She's show. still around. Well, let's, let's play another tune or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's next? Let's go, uh, to, C. Let's go C. to C. Let's do that uh, Rio Grande. I think I first learned a version of this tune um, from Harry Bullock. Yeah. Uh, but he taught it at like a Mississippi version of it. Um, and he heard yeah, it as guy. Yeah, yeah. He heard it as Rankin Randy. Uh, because whoever the recording that he was listening to, that's kinda how they pronounced like Rio Grande. <laughs> you know? <they're> like, <laughs> Rio Randy. <laughs> and it's like Rankin Randy, what's going on there? Rio Grande. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same, yeah. Randy. <laughs> that, yeah. And that, that's a stretch, but it works. Rankin yeah. Randy. Yeah. <laughs> He's also where I first heard that version of uh, Bonnie Blue Flash. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Let's see if I can do it.
Well, that's, that's, a that's a little that's scary. That's a little scary. Yeah, I don't hear this very much. Oh, that's yeah. That's the that's the hook. Yeah, yeah. that's the hook. And what nice, a bizarre little moment. And nice up the neck thing. Oh, thanks. Was really fun. <laughs> Got a little lost, but in a fun way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rank Randy. <laughs> Break Randy. <laughs> well, we have time for one more. Okay. Before we do that, where do people go to see the film in person? How do they hear about showing uh, screenings? And then when will this be available to watch digitally for people who uh, can't go out to the theater? Yeah, well, right now, uh, anyone could go to thecanotetwins.com. And you could do two things there. One is there's a page called Screenings. And we list all the screenings and all the film festivals there. We have four screenings left. And, and at least one, maybe a couple film festivals. We're still waiting to hear. But it lists all the, the, the screenings there. The other thing is you could sign up for our free newsletter and, and find out that way where the screenings are. Sometime in June of 2024, the film will be online for free streaming on, okay. on our website yeah. and so the street the screenings page will become the movie perfect and yeah. so yeah so everyone will be able to get to enjoy it for free Here, here's a question that maybe will have to be cut i'm not sure <laughs> so my <laughs> here we go okay. Okay. My, my understanding is that because of the songs that are in the film and stuff this you know you cannot charge people to see yeah. Uh, this, this film and, because yeah. of licensing yeah. and things like that. So that's one statement. And here's a completely unrelated statement. Are there any ways to support the making of this oh, film yeah. or filmmaking <laughs> or the connotes? Uh, yeah. 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 In general, <laughs> heavier quotes. Yeah. You know, what? Ha there's more than 50 songs and tunes in the movie. And a good... 14 of them are still subject to copyright, not in the public domain. Yeah. And so we had to hire, I had to hire a music clearance company to work with in Nashville yeah. to work with eight different publishers, big publishers. I won't mention any of their names. Oh. One, one of them rhymes with bony. And, <laughs> and another one rhymed with puniversal. Um, but, 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 but anyway, um, they hold all the cards, you know, when you license sure, sure. a movie for, yeah. uh, for a film. And so the only way to bring the licensing costs down yeah. was to limit the distribution. Sure, and sure. So, so basically the only way to get the, the cost down that where we could afford it would be to limit the distribution to, in the first year, 12 free screenings. Yeah. Community screenings. Community yeah. screenings around the country, and that's what we're doing. And, and we've been to the east and soon the south, southeast, and we've been everywhere except for the middle of the country, pretty much. And then uh, film festivals. Yeah. And then after one year, it'll be free online. Yeah. Um, we, we've been able to fund the movie through the generosity of donors and supporters yeah. to make the movie, yeah. but not to cover all the distribution costs. Yeah. So, so people could make a tax-deductible donation right on the, the um, website. The um, Canute Twins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the generosity has been astounding and gratifying. Yeah. That, that we have a lot of friends. They have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so we've covered the cost of the movie, but not quite the cost of... 
distributing it yeah. by having free screening online for 10 years. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we're raising funds to do right now. Very good. Cool. I was hoping that there was some sort of call to action for, you know, people who want to say thanks for this awesome movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so lovely. Um, <laughs> I, I was really blown away at how, um, I mean, I, I have yet to see the Highwoods, you know, film, you know, um, but I didn't know what to expect. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if this was going to be a documentary that I would care about because I'm an old-time musician on the West Coast or a good movie. <laughs> and I was, I want to say surprised, uh, I was... Pleased. I was pleased <laughs> to be like, oh, this is a good film. Yeah. This is a really lovely film um, because of the subjects of the film <laughs> and because of how you told that story, Larry. Uh, yeah. I was really blown away. It was really lovely. I uh, <laughs> laughed my ass off. I got very emotional. <laughs> and I thought a lot about uh, what I want my life to look like. Uh, yeah, uh, as a, a person <laughs> who plays traditional music with other people and who yeah. teaches and stuff. And it was very inspiring and, you know, uh, oh, pleasantly a... agitating to me. <laughs> you know, just, oh, yeah. I got... And, and also just... I think it was a, a, a beautiful film about legacy and aging and mortality as well. And you and you address that at the end. That's in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> you you had some like a Peter Pan esque like to die will be a great adventure moments, you know. And you, you, can't wait. Yeah. Can't you're, wait. Like, you're like I'm gonna do this until uh, I can't. I can't. Anyway. And then I'm gonna keep doing it to whatever I, yeah. <laughs> extent I, I can. And, it gives me goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was so beautiful. And, uh, yeah. you know, as um, someone who was raised in regular church and not Sandy Bradley potluck church, you know, yeah. uh, I wasn't allowed to think about death because it's like heaven, heaven, heaven. And right, right, right. I'm always looking for uh, elders who can show me other ways of like, you know, processing the life that I have to live and the fact that it won't be around forever. And it was really meaningful to me. Oh, so that's, so, that's so, what a nice thank thing you very, to say. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's very kind of you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Let's do one more. Okay. okay. Let's do Jane K. Rag, and then we'll do the uh, Angeline as as the extra, right? Perfect. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. This is a C as well? This is a C, yeah. Great. And this is one that Greg Oh, love it. Great. Yeah. Gotta find it. Okay, got it.
The Canote Twins is screening on January 28th in Vancouver, Canada, February 26th in Birmingham, Alabama, March 3rd in Berkeley, California, and March 9th in Spokane, Washington. If your town's not on the list, check thecanotetwins.com soon because there will be more screenings, and it'll be available online soon. If you're glad the film exists, there's a link to donate on their website. You can support this podcast at patreon.com slash getupinthecool, also linked in the show notes, along with links to sign up for banjo lessons with me. Then there's pitchforkbanjo.com, my Clawhammer instructional video series, cameronduit.com slash store, where you can purchase my archived workshops and sign up for new ones. Check out my old-time trio, Tall Poppy String Band, and follow us on social media. We just announced a Midwest tour with Swedish trio Northern Resonance, so if you're in the Midwest, check our tour dates. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.